Angel fans, the Angels signed Aaron Hicks this week. Who the heck is Aaron Hicks? Let's talk about him. Let's find out where he fits on this roster, if he's going to be a platoon player, if he's going to play every day, and does this signing impact Trout's playing time in center field? There's, there's a lot of questions, including who the heck is Aaron Hicks? <laughs> We've got all the answers for you. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On every day. And of course, whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel you can make every moment more and new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started hey thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels where it's your team every day you've got the Frisch Brothers here with you aka the Super Halo Bros my name is John and that's my brother Mike and my name is Mike and that's my brother John I got a bone to pick with you because you're you're saying who's Aaron Hicks He's the guy that you kept thinking was Jordan Hicks whenever we talked about Jordan Hicks this offseason. You kept saying Aaron Hicks. Maybe there so, was some underlining sarcasm to that question, John. There you go. There you go. Hey, we've been fans of this team for years, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it. But we are very happy to be here. Uh, starting next week, we're back to five days a week, which is fantastic. Uh, we'll be here Wednesday and Friday to finish out this week. Then we'll be back to five days a week. We're looking forward to that and going into our third season as a host of Locked On Angels. Hey, thanks to everybody who voted for us for Best Baseball Podcast. As soon as we find out the, the winners, the information there, we will share that with you, of course. Mike, on today's show, the Halo signed Aaron Hicks, and we're going to try to start this show out by making some sense of this signing. It took me back a little bit, but then, I don't know, as it kind of... As the dust settled, it made more sense to me. So maybe that is kind of what we can share with our lockdown everydayers. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's start with uh, just resetting the conversation. So uh, Jordan Hicks, no, I'm kidding. Aaron Hicks signed a one-year deal <laughs> on Monday, and Jeff Fletcher was the first on that. So good on Jeff Fletcher from the OC Register. Job, uh, Hicks had uh, signed an extension with the Yankees that ran through 2025. So they're still paying him about $8 million this year. Yeah. And they, they DFA'd him last year. And uh, now the Angels just get to sign him for the league minimum. I think it's yeah. $740,000, yes. $740, which, by the way, that'd be a nice... That's the minimum? <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, Colton Ingram was DFA'd to make room on the uh, 40-man roster. You remember Colton Ingram, lefty, came out of the bullpen, really struggled with the Angels last year. But I do think he has a lot of upside, so we'll, we'll, we'll watch what happens with him and see if he gets picked up. Because that often happens with DFA'd players from the Angels, right? Nobody really goes after them, and then they can find their way back to the Angels minor leagues. He had a lot of minor league success, and so I'm hoping that he is able to pass through waivers. But if people look at what he did in the minor leagues, there's going to be a lot of interested teams there for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about Hicks for a moment. From 2017 to 2020, according to MLB Trade Rumors, Hicks drew walks in 15.1% of his plate appearances, and he only strike out. He only struck out in 20.5% of his plate appearances. Johnny hit 60 home runs in 338 games. Had a great slash line, 247 batting average, 362 on base. 
457 slugging, and he had a 123 weighted runs created plus, which is really good. And he also stole 26 bases and served as the club's primary center fielder. But John, as I mentioned, he was let go by the Yankees last May 2023, wasn't he? Yeah, he's been dealing with a lot of injuries before 2023. And from that same MLB Trade Rumors article, they mentioned that Aaron Hicks had an interview where he said that he tried to trim down uh, while he was out with a wrist issue. Mm. And he said that really came back to bite him because he felt like it zapped a lot of his power. So Mike, in 28 games with the Yankees last season, here's his slash line, a 188 average, a 263 on base, a 261 slugging. There's your zapped power. Yeah. And a 524 on base plus slugging OPS. He ended up with the Yankee fans hated him (laughs) because he was just struggling so bad, struggling so bad. Well, when you make that extension with a guy like that, you you hope that they can continue that up. And so, I mean, that's the risk that you take sometimes with those extensions. He ended up playing with the Orioles. They picked him up uh, for the remainder of the season. And he saw some playing time because Cedric Mullins was injured last year. And in 65 games with the Orioles, he hit, 275 average, a 381 on base, a 425 slugging, and an 806 OPS, Mike. Anything above 800 is phenomenal. And he had a 129 weighted runs created plus, essentially 29% better than league average. The key here. Slash line. (laughs) Yeah. The key here, and probably the most pertinent information for us Angel fans, is that Aaron Hicks is a switch hitter. Now, his career slash line against lefties keep that lefty thing in mind for a second he's got a 253 average a 334 on base 424 slugging Mm. and a 758 ops and a 108 weighted runs created plus but last year specifically was a standout year for him against lefties listen to this a 349 batting average 446 on base 524 slugging and a 970 OPS. That's good for a 173 weighted runs created plus against lefties, 73% better than league average. Mike, I think that indicates that Hicks is going to see a lot of starts against lefties or even be a pinch hitter off the bench for guys like Moniak and Adele, who still really struggle against lefties. I know Adele is a righty, uh, but he struggled against lefties too. And Moniak, as we've seen, uh, hasn't quite figured out how to hit lefties yet. So uh, that's to me, is an indication that if there's a lefty starting the game, we'll probably see Aaron Hicks in there hitting from the right side as a switch hitter, right? Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about his defense because he's been historically a, a pretty good defender, and then it's kind of fallen off in recent years. So let me share some stats with you. We had a Locked On Every Day or uh, one of our international viewers that said, man, my American friends really love stats. Well, here's some more <laughs> stats for you. Uh, in 2023, this is where Hicks landed in center field. He had a negative 3.5 UZR, so his ultimate zone rating kind of measures everything that he does out there. Left Arm, field, range, negative, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, in left field, negative 2.3 ultimate zone rating. In right field, just a zero, so he was about average ultimate zone rating. He spent most of his career in center field, had over 5,000, 5,500 innings plus in center field, but he's probably going to be playing in 
each position, John. In fact, that's been the conversation about Hicks coming over. Now, he did say that he was going to play every day, and then he corrected himself yes. and sent out a message <laughs> and said, no, 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 I'm going to I'm going to work to try to play every day. Yeah, I'm going to be and ready think, to play every day, yeah. I think he's just excited to be here, which is nice Nice to see. He also said that family's here. He's always wanted to play for Ron, Ron Washington. He's wanted to play in Anaheim. So it's nice to have a guy – like this. And with the Angels, he is an additive to the outfield because there's five, Johnny. There's five mm-hmm. outfielders, Trout, Moniak, Ward, Adele, and Hicks. And so the tension or the question that we have to wrestle with is that does does this signing mean that there's potentially a trade on the way or does this signing mean that Perry just wanted to have some really great depth? What what do you think? Well, what concerned me about having five outfielders at first when the signing first happened was well, how are they going to carry more than four uh, yeah. but the angels actually have the space to do so so roster wise they can carry these five but to me mike it seems like it does kind of prevent signing somebody like a cody bellinger or having yeah. an impact bat it kind of precludes that so i'm not sure if the angels are going to make that big move anymore that concerns hmm. me however uh, they can still do it. They have the capacity to do it. But here's what I think is interesting. The immediate speculation from fans, from baseball media, was that Joe Adele could be the one who's on the move. He's out of options. Um, there was also speculation that perhaps Ward could be on the move as well. Now, Taylor Ward still has one option left. Right. So that is valuable an, an option, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, but he... Uh, I wondered when this news happened if this was like a contingency plan in case Ward wasn't ready hmm. in time for the season. So again, I think they don't have to move anybody. Yeah. But you and I have said all along, if they do sign somebody like Cody Bellinger, then that would mean one of these guys does get moved, which I still think could happen. I still think that that's a possibility. My thing is, when you have a guy like Joe Adele who's under team control until 2027, mm-hmm. I mean, do you surrender that control? And and that's certainly an asset worthy of a trade. Like you you trade Joe Adele and you say, hey, you have him under team control until 2027. Like that's some incentive for another team. But I also wonder, like, you're not going to sign Hicks for a one-year deal and get rid of somebody that you have control over until then. So I don't know. It, it It's kind of confusing still i think i mean i can see how it's going to work but mike does does this get figured out in spring training or is joe adele or perhaps taylor ward on the move what do you say well here's why you don't trade joe adele because taylor ward is healing from getting hit in the face mm-hmm. with in the face in with the a baseball face. right and and he also like that takes about six months of recovery but that's just the physical side. We're not even thinking about the mental side, right? Yeah. And I was talking to Locked On Every Day or Cope yesterday, and he was saying, like, he may not ever want to get back in the batter's box, right? right. And so, I mean, he, all indications are that he will, but he may not want to get back there. But that's going to take some time. And that's, I think, yeah. one of the reasons why you don't trade Joe Adele, because you're not sure what Taylor Ward's season will look like. And I know having Hicks there and he can play all the positions is great, but I don't think that you trade Joe Adele because there's a lot of upside. There's a lot of potential. And then you also mentioned how how many years he's under contract. You trade him 
if you can get something pretty significant. And mm-hmm. I think that what with Joe Adele, the the significant com- the significance comes from his controllability, not necessarily from his performance. I think that he will continue to mature and grow and be a better hitter. But I think that if the Angels are going to capitalize on Joe Adele, they're going to capitalize on how much they can control him over the next few years. But to answer your question, I do think some of this will get worked out at spring training. It always seems like spring training, those things do work out because we weren't Mm -hmm. sure what the deal was with Mickey Moniak and if if Phillips was going to be on the team or not. And then we realized like, well, Moniak's got options and Phillips doesn't. And so let's keep him on the roster and be the fourth outfielder and ended up working out for a bit until they brought up Moniak and then he, you know, set the world on fire. So I can see this getting worked out in spring training. And I can also see the Angels going with five of these guys because they do have the DH spot open and they can rotate them through. We'll talk more about the the roster, like how it's going to look coming up in the next segment. But I think that Joe Adele is with this team moving forward. And I think that they're not making that big move for Cody Bellinger. And there's a part of me that says, Johnny, I think I'm okay with that. And here's mm-hmm. why, because this team has its superstar in Mike Trout mm-hmm. has a potential superstar in Anthony Rendon. I know. I know, but I thought you were going to say Logan O'Hoppy. And then there was also those other guys, right? And when you look at teams that are constructed in a really healthy way, they have a couple of great stars, but then they also have a lot of meat on the bone. And this is one of the first seasons that we can say this angel team has a lot of meat on the bone because every spot has a player where you're like, I don't know if I, I don't think I hate it. Hmm. I don't know if I love it, but I don't think I hate it. This is one of the first years I think we can get excited about that. Uh, and also he's owed 740,000. So if you've got to cut ties because it's just not working out, it's not going to be a big deal. Uh, right. It's going to be a DFA and it's not going to affect the angels all that much. So the angels, angels are great at waving players. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have that freedom to do that. So yes. that's just, yeah. uh, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, thanks for making lockdown angels. Your first listen every single day. We're just getting started here coming up with Hicks on this roster. Like Mike mentioned, how does this affect the outfield? And then also we'll talk about the infield as well. We'll look at all the players, where they're going to play, and play where. We'll talk about all of that coming right up. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. So happy Super Bowl, uh, almost Super Bowl week for everybody who celebrates. And that is from your friends at FanDuel. They're America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on my couch uh, and eating my friend's snacks. We're going to be at a friend's house for Super Bowl Sunday, and we're going to watch the game. And the last time we watched the Niners in the Super Bowl, Johnny was at this friend's house and they lost and then COVID hit. So I'm hoping for a completely different story. Why are you going back to that house for if that's what happened? Good grief. Uh, it's the, the, the meat that they're smoking. That's ah, why we're going okay. back. Right. Yeah, that's why we're going okay. back. So with FanDuel, you can play some bets on the game while you're eating, while you're sitting on the couch. They have so many ways to end the season with a W or, two W's or maybe three W's for you. Uh, Not only can you make a bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but you can also bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, so much more. And new customers, if you join today, and you you can get $200 in bonus bets if you place a $5 money line bet or more. If that wins, you can get $200 in bonus bets. So Give it a try. Give it a shot by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on and get signed up there. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book of the NFL. (laughs) 
It's a Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every single day. Don't forget that Locked On has launched the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube. Just head on over to Locked On Sports today where they're there for you 24-7 with all the top stories of the sports world of the day from the local experts of Locked On and the national shows as well. So head on over to Locked On Sports today on YouTube, hit subscribe, and get in on the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So with the signing of, of Aaron Hicks and how that impacts the roster, John, let's take a look at the roster for a moment. And I think mm-hmm. the first the first assumption I would run with, and I want to know if you would assume this as well, is that the Angels are going to carry 13 pitchers and 13 hitters. It looks like that might be the number. Do you think that there might be a difference there, or do you it's, think it'll be 13 and 13? Well, I mean, you know, we looked at Fangraph's roster resource the other day, and they have, of course, the five starters and yeah. the eight eight relievers. And I think yeah. the eight relievers that they chose, according to roster resource, I think is enough. I think it's significant. I think that that's going to help the Angels, certainly. So, yeah, that does leave 13 hitters and 13 pitchers on this roster. So if that's the case, then they're going to need one more position player off of the bench. So let's take it um, – position by position, and there's some obvious answers to who's going to be where. Like, for example, who's starting at catcher? It's going to be Logan O'Hoppy, right? Who's starting at first base? Mm-hmm. Big assumption, it'll be Sean Well, I mm-hmm. don't see anybody else starting there. Uh, who's going to be the regular second baseman, I think, is where some of the questions come in. John, do you think it'll be Renjifo, or do you think it'll be Brandon Drury? I think it's going to be Brandon Drury, and, and here's why. Um, he's going to start at second, and then on the days where there's a lefty starting on the mound – you need to move Drury to first base yeah, and put yeah. Renjifo at second base so that Nolan Shonowell doesn't have to face the lefty. And Mike, Renjifo is also a switch hitter. And if mm-hmm. you look at his splits, he's a much better hitter from the right side against lefties. So I think it just makes all the sense in the world to have Drury move over to first, play the right-handed hitter against the lefty bat, or sorry, the lefty pitcher, then have Renjifo hit from the right side against the lefty. And then, you know, once they make a change, you can put Shawnwell at first again and, and put Drury over at second. So if you want to make that middle-of-the-game change against a righty pitcher, you have the ability to do that. But that's how I see it happening at first base. Now, Zach Neto at shortstop seems to be uh, for sure. But, Mike, I, I, I sit here and I wonder who the Angels have in mind as a backup shortstop for yeah. Zach Neto, considering yeah. he's not going to... Well, I mean, he'll play almost every day, but if he needs a day off, it seems like Renjifo might be the backup there. Would you agree? Yeah, I think I think that that's probably where he'll play more when Zach Neto needs a day off. I, I'm really curious about the third base spot, John, because with Rendon and his health, there's always the question if he can get over you know, 60 games. Can he play over 60 games in a season? Hasn't done it with the Angels since he got here. And who will fill in for him? Because there is some... I think that the infield feels a bit light when you carry five outfielders, right? And so the the question then would be, where does Renjifo play if Rendon is DHing? And I wonder if Ren, Renjifo is going to be at third, and then you have a Brandon Jury at second, and you have a Shauna Well at first, and that infield I'm pretty confident in. But it does feel like they might need to figure out that outfield positioning, and if they if they are going to carry five. They're going to need to figure out what to do because it makes their bench kind of light when it comes to the the uh, the starting infield and also the backup infield. Because at this point, John, uh, if we're going to talk about backups, Thice is going to be the backup catcher, right? And then you know Renjifo is going to be 
backup or starter somewhere. And that leaves one more spot. And that's probably Michael Stefanik, unless they wanted to go with Levon Soto, who can play short and also play second base. So those are some of the questions that the Angels are going to have to answer as they move into spring training. My preference, John, would be to see Michael Stefanik get a bench a bench role just because I like his bat. Yeah. But I could see them moving in the direction of like a Levon Soto because Soto can fill in at short and fill in at second and possibly even fill in at third, right? I think Michael Stefanik's like contact and and approach at the plate is something that the Angels are going to need. And he had a great season in 2023. I think yeah. when yeah. you get into 60 games or something like that and and uh and he had a great average. So I understand that he can't be a backup shortstop, but in that situation, I would trust him to come in at third or come in at second base if Renhifo can back up Neto at shortstop. So I would rather see Stefanik in that position, um, mostly off the bench. I, I if if he's starting every day, that's a different story. But yeah. I think he found he found his uh, his niche, my niece niche uh, <laughs> last season being a bench player. So I'm with you. I think I think that we're starting to see an interesting picture shape up here of what the Angels infield is going to look like. They're going to have to move some puzzle pieces around. Mike, the biggest thing for me is what's this defense going to look like, yeah. especially in the infield, because that has been a crucial uh, missed opportunity for the Angels the last few seasons. And I think with Ron Washington coming in, I would love to see Renhifo get better at shortstop, yep. which is probably his worst position. Now, yep. you and I did make some comparisons for Renhifo. He's he's decent at second. Um, he's he's very Jorge Polanco-like at third base. They have the same uh, ultimate zone rating there, but shortstop is the area that he needs some work in. Maybe that changes with Ron Washington and the infield coaching that he brings to the table. I would really like to see Renhifo make an improvement on defense. Hey, let's take a moment and talk about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy. Angels, pay attention. It's also what keeps your car on the road and alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and to level it up to peak performances from superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits to LED headlights and so much more. Whether you're into speed or power or style or all of it, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts to choose from. Your your car, your truck, your SUV will always be ready, and you can find the parts you need that will fit exactly where you need to fit them at eBay Motors. And with the eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. And because with eBay Motors, you're, you're not burning cash, you're only burning rubber. How about that? With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP of your home and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions do apply. eBay Guarantee Fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right, Mike, who is starting in the outfield? I think the obvious place we need to start is with Mike Trout. Now, Perry yep. Manassian made it clear the other day that signing Aaron Hicks, who is, you know, a pretty good center fielder, is not going to impact Mike Trout in center field. In fact, Perry said Trout is our center fielder. So it's yep. safe to assume that Trout is going to be in the outfield, and when he is in the outfield, he will be 
the center fielder. So where do the rest of the guys play? So let's take a look at Taylor Ward, of course. Being in left field seems like a reasonable assumption. Yep. Uh, it seems reasonable to assume that Moniak and perhaps Aaron Hicks will be out in right field. So where do you think that leaves Joe Adele? I think that Joe Adele is going to be somebody that will fill in for Ward, as I mentioned earlier, because you're not really sure where he's at. But I also think that Joe really th- was was better in right field. And so I don't think that you can take him out of right field and mm-hmm. – and move him somewhere else. We've seen his defensive metrics be better in right. Although he did try every position last year in the minors. And so he's trying to be that, that utility belt for this team. And if he ends up hitting, I think he could be a great asset for the angels. This when year. he came back up after the oblique issue uh, last season, and he played every single outfield position, a thousand, a thousand fielding percentage yeah. at every position. So Adele, made all the plays he was supposed to make, yep. which is a, a long way from where he was. That's a great statement, right, for Joe Adele. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long way from where he was in 2022. We actually have an interesting conversation coming up about Joe Adele on Friday, so we're looking forward to that. But again, like it, it just seems like an abundance of depth. And, yeah. and I think Perry Manassian understands that, especially after last year, it doesn't matter how many guys – you have stacked up like you could burn through them all yep. when it comes to injury and one thing or the other. And that's exactly what happened last year. You and I thought last offseason was very successful because the Angels just needed really good depth. And so they brought in Gio Rochelle and they brought in Hunter Renfro and 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 Brandon Drury. And then, you know, you lose Urshela to a hip hip fracture and Hunter Renfro struggled through you know, the second half of the season. And and so you just never know what's going to go down with these guys, especially in the injury department. So it's like, you know, it's like picking up all the Legos off the floor and just scooping them in your hands. Like that <laughs> yeah, seems yeah. like what Perry Manassian is doing here. He did note when he talked about this signing of Hicks and uh, the other players, he did note that there's going to be plenty of opportunities for each player while creating as many options as possible. So just for fun, Let's talk through some of those options, Johnny. And then I have a couple of questions for you. Obviously, mm-hmm. one of the options is Trout isn't in center. He's DHing. Then it's probably more likely that we'll see Hicks out there because mm-hmm. of his defensive metrics, right? Adele will probably play left field, as I mentioned. He'll probably be in right field as well, depending on who's in and who's out, depending on if it's a lefty or a righty. I think Moniak will probably see more righties than he will lefties, although he did improve a bit against lefties, had a small sample size, but did improve a bit as the season went on. So, John, I have, I have three questions. I'm going to fire them at you one at a time, and then mm-hmm. when you're finished, I'll fire the second one. But here's the first question. Are there enough at-bats for everybody when you mm. look at this, at this lineup, and especially with the five outfielders? Are, are you concerned that there aren't enough at-bats for all of these potentially great hitters? Yeah, I mean, on one hand, it's like you want these guys to have consistent at-bats so that they stay in a groove. And perhaps Ron Washington – with all of his experience, we'll be able to identify that. He's going to ride the hot bat. He's going to go with that hot bat yeah. until yeah. it's not hot anymore. And I think that that is something we'll see with like a Mickey Moniak. That guy can get really hot at the plate and then yeah. struggle for a little bit. And so maybe that's the time that you make a change and you make some adjustments. It's not bad to have these five options. At the same time, you wonder if there's enough, like you said, enough at bats to go around for consistency's sake, if that yeah. makes sense. Essentially, yeah. are these guys going to be able to stay in a rhythm 
and Groove. Mike, I think off the top of my head, you're going to see a lot of Ward, Trout, and Moniac, right? Uh, true, yes. And and with Joe Adele, I mean, look, like I have come around on his defense because I think he showed us something last season, but perhaps he gets more time in the DH spot. Like mm. maybe that's his future mm. too is just like, hey, yeah. we want to see this guy freaking hit, and we know that he can hit bombs. And so if Johnny Washington can work with him and help him, you know, reduce that strikeout rate, then maybe Joe Adele becomes a really solid DH for this team while still having the ability to play the outfield when he needs to. And I know Aaron Hicks said that I'm going to be ready to play every day. But again, I I think that if you have Moniac out there and you suddenly need to make a change because a left-handed pitcher comes in, then Hicks makes a great off-the-bench pinch hitter kind of guy. So I, I guess I believe that there's enough to go around here. Um, I guess with Ward, that's that's also a question, especially him in left field. Um, I, I I know that he has had his moments. I know that he got off to that hot start in 2022, and he was starting to come around again in 2023 before he got hit in the face. I just I, I to me it seems like he's going to be the odd man out. Um, mm. If I'm being honest, and if there's going to be a trade or a move or something like that, my gut tells me it's Ward, but. Again, I, I think that there's plenty of space for these guys in terms of getting enough at-bats. So opening day, you're looking at your Johnny Crystal Ball. Opening <laughs> day, who's who's in left field? Who's DHing? Mm. Of those five guys, is Rendon playing? Let's, let's assume Rendon's playing third. Who's mm-hmm. in left field and who's DHing of those five outfielders? Oh, that's an interesting one. Well, I'm going to assume it's a righty. And so I'm going to assume that it's going to be a combination of Ward, Trout, in Moniac in the outfield. So that probably leaves like Hicks or Joe Adele at the DH spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they might even, honestly, they maybe run the DH and Brandon Drury's at second or something mm. like that. But I know we're yeah. talking strictly about outfielders, but yeah. if, I, if I'm going with the, the three in the outfield, I think it's going to be Ward, Trout and Moniac out there in the outfield. And then last question is who, who do you think should get the least amount of bats of those five guys? Oh man, that's, that's mean. I know. (laughs) Uh, In in my opinion, I'm worried about Joe Adele. I'm worried about him getting enough at bats. So it's not that I think he should. To me, I think Aaron Hicks should get the least amount Mm. of at bats just because I only want him in there against lefties. And so that kind of that kind of keeps him in that box against lefties. But I'm worried that it's going to be Joe Adele. I'm worried Mm. that he's not going to get enough playing time. And for the love of for the love of God, like let this kid <laughs> actually have yeah. a full season. Like he's got yeah. no options left. You have him until after 2027. What are you doing with him? So right. to me, I think that that's a big question that needs to be answered. And uh, and and I think that he has deserved the chance to prove himself. He's going to be 25 this year. He's your number one pick. He was a top 100 pick. You, I think he peaked at number three uh, in the top 100. Uh, as a prospect, so yep. give that give that guy a chance. I'm worried that they're not going to do that. I don't know if it if it's Perry, not super into Billy Epler guys, uh, but but whatever the case may be, 
I hope that he gets more at bats. I just, I'm looking at the situation and it kind of makes me worried. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every day is remember that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnAngels and at SuperHaloBros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for Friday's show? Well, what questions do the Angels need to answer in 2024? We're going to tell you what they are and why they need to be answered Friday on Locked On Angels. I think you read that wrong. It says, what questions do the Los Angeles Angels need to answer <laughs> in 2024? Need! Sorry. Need in the face. (laughs) (laughs) All right, friends. We hope to see you back here on Friday. Looking forward to that conversation. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here on Friday. (laughs) 